Well, hello again, Awesomers. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and we're doing it again. Another episode of the Awesomers.com podcast series. And this one is actually Awesomers.com slash 232. That means it's episode 232 in this now infamous mini-series about axioms. It's Steve's Axiom mini-series. And what you get here are a bunch of um, things that I repeat in a way that would make me be the crazy old man on the corner, but now I've marketized it into nuggets of wisdom just for you. And so I've got 26 axioms that I repeat. And by the way, that, that number of axioms grows over time because when I have something, a, a phrase or a, an idea that really resonates with me, I repeat it often, and so then I write it down and go, hey, that's another axiom, and I'm not crazy. So you can be the judge of my level of sanity uh, on your own. And by the way, you can leave that in your five-star review. Steve is crazy smart and insanely talented. Huh? See what I did there? I went ahead and I wrote half your review for you. Go ahead on over to iTunes, write that down, and let's just make that the official review. Five stars. Steve's insanely handsome and crazy smart. Yeah, I think smart's in there. Uh, or it could be the opposite. Whatever, it could be whatever you want it to be. Just make sure it's five stars. Uh, hey, everybody. Axiom 17. I know that if you're into this mini-series of these uh, axioms, you're going to want to know what 17 is. Now, if you've cheated and did where I went through a whole kind of episode of my axioms, and, and didn't break that down. I'm kind of doing a fresh recording, all fresh material for you, uh, even if I use the same axioms and sometimes the same stories. This is going to be axiom 17. Well, that was a pretty poor lead in. Let me tell, say it like this. This is going to be axiom 17. Now you're more interested because it's the intonation. Uh, and this is what classic. This one was given to me by my daughter when she was five years old, coming home from kindergarten. And she said, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Right? My little uh, five-year-old at the time, she's now uh, not five. Uh, and I, I can tell you that uh, she's just as smart now as she was then. And the, the truth is, you, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Now, this is a really, really important kind of go-with-the-flow mentality. And the way that I've – so – you know, obviously, kindergarten teachers are telling their kids, you get what you get, you don't throw a fit, right? And it kind of rhymes, and kids are like, well, it rhymes, so it must be true. And it, it kind of the technical legal structure, that means I can't throw a fit, and I, you know, I got what I got. So what are you going to do, right? And for a five-year-old, that's that may be, you know, like a, a just a checkmate move for a five-year-old. But you're more likely an adult, and perhaps you even own a business. And I'm giving you a kindergarten level uh, axiom. But here's why it's important. I think it's so important for you as an individual to, to really live that. Get what You get what you get, you don't throw a fit. Now, it doesn't mean you're not trying to you know, engineer the best outcome. And it also doesn't mean you're not uh, able to, you know, gosh, I, I really you know, wish we would have accomplished that objective. Or, you know, we missed that train. Or this flight's delayed. I'm not thrilled. Uh, but it doesn't help you to throw the fit. And especially uh, the most easy kind of analogy or, or, or thought process I can give you here is, 
if you're traveling, right? And I'm, I'm a, I've traveled a lot, many, many, you know, I don't know if I'm quite at a million miles, but uh, I've traveled many, many miles, you know, cruises, flights, driving, you know, I, I, I've traveled uh, more than once, maybe even twice. And the number one thing when I'm in an airport or, you know, setting up for travel day is I just, I get what I get and I don't throw a fit, right? I'm not going to go argue about a flight being canceled or the equipment changed and now my seat's different or I'm just not going to get into wasteful, silly, and ultimately kind of pointless exchanges with people just because I'm mad or sad or angry about the outcome, right? It's like, as in all things, right? If, if there's, if the juice ain't worth the squeeze, right? To quote another axiom, then just roll with the punches, baby. Just roll with it, right? You got no reason to dig your heels in and start yelling at a gate agent because you can't get what you want. The gate agent is not trying to not give you what you want. The gate agent is most often just trying to do their job. And yes, for those of you who are jumping up and down in your car or, you know, throwing, you know, something at the speaker, I know there's some idiots. There's more than one idiot. You know, I've dealt with people at the Avis car counter. Uh, their slogan at the time was, we try harder. And let me just tell you, they didn't try at all. Okay. They were morons. They didn't do any trying, but it still wouldn't have helped me to throw a fit. It's like, I just went through it. And I roll with the punches and just try to keep the stress low because the net effect was you're kind of screwed. You kind of deal with it and you kind of move on, right? You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. There are all kinds of lessons beyond travel for this, right? But in travel, it's actually paid off. I'll give you another travel example. So I'm in, I think, Richmond, Virginia somewhere. And I'm trying to move up a flight. And I see that there's another flight to Seattle or wherever I was going. And so I try to go to that gate. You know, my, my flight's leaving in whatever, hour and a half, but this flight's about to leave. So I go to that gate and I see two people walk up, right? They're like, hey, I want to get on this flight, right? And they're really demanding. And, you know, the next one's equally, you know, kind of fists in the air. All right, let me on. And she's like, well, you know, we still got some seats that we can't release yet, you know, uh, but we can put you on standby or whatever. And they're, you know, I'm super elite premium guy and you should just do what I tell you, right? And they're just being jerks, frankly. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't like jerks. Uh, I try not to be a jerk. Sometimes I'm a jerk, I'm sure. But I try not to be a jerk. And there, there's a golden rule element in there, obviously. But it's like I went up and I said, hey, you know, I, gosh, I just saw those guys. Uh, you know, but if there's a list or something, you can put me on. No pressure. I mean, I get it. You can either do it or you can't. It's not the end of the world. And I was just polite and I was nice and and I was just kind of jokey with her. I'm like, hey, I'm sure that was fun, right? And, uh, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. People are dumb, right? And, you know, and she, she understood that I saw that she was getting abused for no good reason. There's no outcome that was ever going to be to her benefit there. And she just kind of said, yeah, yeah, you know, wow. Thanks for recognizing my pain there. You had empathy. Hey, gosh, this is an empathy alert, everybody. This might be the first time I showed empathy. Uh, I'll call my empathy coach and just ask if that was actually empathy. But I I just, you know, that that's how I made a connection with her. And she said, she just kind of goes out of the side of her mouth. Hey, uh, just stay, just stay close to the gate here, huh? And I'm like, 
mm, okay, you know. And and by the way, I was Mr. Elite. I had all the car. I'm like, hey, I'm going to show you the car just so you know I got it. So you're not, you know, I'm not just some schmoes trying to get in here. But I'm not trying to force the hand. I can wait the time. It's not the end of the world, right? And and so she's like, hey, just stand over there and let's see what happens. And within 30 seconds, those other guys were out pounding somewhere. She's like. Just, just hop on, you know, here's your, here's your seat assignment, hop on. She closed the door right behind me out of spite, probably for those two ding dongs that were mean to her. Now I don't, I didn't count how many seats were left on it, but I know for certain the reason I got that seat was because I wasn't an a-hole, right? You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Now in an organization, I've talked about this on other Axiom mini series examples. I think the boss is often an a-hole, right? Don't be that guy or gal. Don't be an a-hole to your people. Why be mean? Like I, it's so rare for me to yell at the office. And I'm talking about decades and you may be able to count them on, you know, one hand, maybe two hands, you know, over the course of 30 plus years, you know, I've had a situation or two. Uh, most often, if I did raise my voice, it was out of excitement, right? I'm not counting, you know, hey, yeah, go team, right? That's that's not yelling. But I I rarely, if ever, certainly not now in my elderly years at 51, I'm not going to berate somebody in front of the group. I'm not going to speak in a way that I would like to be spoken to, right? I'm not going to do something that I don't put my name on, right? You see all these kind of axioms kind of working together here. I'm stacking for the audio people. You can't see me moving my hands around like I'm a crazy person. The point is, why not just get what you get? Don't throw a fit, right? So if you ask for something and it didn't work out, don't be a jerk. Don't yell at them. Don't assume they're idiots. Let's talk about the system. What got you this result? How can we improve the system? You know, you, you guys are the experts. You're running the business. Tell me how to do it. And and then let's see what happens next time. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm somehow dismissive or that I, I lack, uh, you know, discipline without within the organization or that I accept anything less than their best. That's not the case, right? I want people to perform. But you inspire performance. You don't do it through fear, right? That real leaders are trying to create the vision and create the, you know, here's where we're going and you got to help me with the, how we're going to get there. And people who are just terrible managers are fear, right? It's like, yeah, do it or else, you know, you're replaceable. You're all commodities, right? Any of that kind of mentality, even if you don't say those words, if you believe it, it will kind of show itself within the organization. And so I'm saying to you, there's no point in throwing fits. Don't throw them with your people. Don't throw them when you didn't get a good outcome. Don't be a jerk and, and uh, you know, have road rage. How does that help? Right? Honking or carrying on on the street. What is that? Right? I'm a pretty good driver, and I see idiots all day long. Right? I think people who think they're good drivers think everybody else is an idiot. But, like, you know, if I'm driving on the left lane and nobody's moving, even though that's the law, right? Slower traffic is supposed to move to the right. There's signs go, we go by a sign. It's like slower traffic, move to the right, you know, illegal to be in the passing lane, except when passing, right? And they're just like somehow anchored there, right? Almost like they have a fixed position that they can't move out of. But there's no point in me yelling. There's no point in me honking or carrying on or letting a situation 
filled, right? You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. It's got that rhythm to it, right? This is, this is where the kindergarten teachers are like, hey, it rhymes. It must be right. And I tell you the same. It must be right because it rhymes. It's got a little rhythm to it. I want you guys and gals, right? I say guys in the generic sense. So ladies, when you hear this and I say guys, I'm talking about you too, right? Everybody out there, think about how you can apply this, right? Are there times you're losing your temper? Are there times you're letting stress get the better of you? Are there times that you've treated others the way you wouldn't like to be treated, right? Hey, by the way, make amends on those, right? I, there's been a couple times where, you know, I, uh, in fact, in the last three months, I, I lost my cool with one of my people. And I could give you all my justifications and all my rationale for why. But the truth is, I apologized to him. I said, despite the, the merits of my argument being um, true and, and legitimate, and I'm, by my apologizing, I'm not taking away from the merits of the case I'm putting forward to you. My presentation of that case was unprofessional. It was rude. And, uh, and I won't do it again. I, I'm sorry about that. And I promised uh, to do better. Right. So I, I had to say, you know, the message and the, the, the core of what I was trying to get across, we have to still deal with, but me kind of blowing my cork and, and being, uh, you know, raising my voice. And it happened again, when the last three or maybe six months, uh, I was in the wrong. I should have, you know, looked at Axiom, 7, uh, Axiom 17 a little closer and remembered you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Now, again, that is not a passive like, you know, oh, well, they sucked and so that's the way it is or the results sucked or the system broke or the what, right? It doesn't mean you're satisfied with, um, you know, poor results, right? All I'm trying to say is when you, whatever you got, your the resolution to that is not you losing your your mind or throwing a fit right once you got that result don't throw the fit now resolve and engineer how you resolve the situation without being a jerk don't be an a-hole we have a no a-hole rule um there are companies i know really some extraordinarily smart people um that have proven results but they're jerks to the other people around them they're a kiss up kick down kind of person which means they're fine to me because I'm up, right? They kiss up, but they kick down. And that means they're, everybody in the organization hates them. And I can never let them come into the organization despite their talent, despite their capability, because that no a-hole rule is far more important than letting the, the bad, you know, kind of rotten egg get in there and a uh, rotten apple spoil the bunch, right? You can't let that happen. So think of Axiom 17. Um, it, it's for you. It's for your people. And, and it reminds us to stay professional and, and that we're all just trying to do a job. We all just want to do our best. We all want to succeed. And even when we don't measure up, that doesn't mean that we have license to lose our minds and, and treat people in ways. I've seen a, a series of texts from an entrepreneur that I had great respect for, and it was just so hard to, to, to read because it's like, none of this is constructive. None of this will help solve the, the matter. Not a bit of this is going to be useful. It's all just kind of like 
the, the steam valve blowing off, you know, you know, loud noise and hot air. Just not helpful. So don't forget Axiom 17, everybody. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Mm, it's fun to say, huh? Uh, that is, again, thanks to my sweet little daughter. She was five years old at the time she laid that one on me, and I thought it was an absolute golden nugget then, and I believe it today, and uh, lo, these many years later. Episode 232, everybody, that's what's just happened right here. So if you're driving by this and it looks like there's some sort of uh, kerfuffle happening, it's awesomers.com slash 232. You can see what happened here. And you can go back and watch the tapes. That's right, tapes. Look that up, uh, kids. Uh, and you can see exactly what went down here in this episode. Uh, we're in the Axiom miniseries. Only a few to go, so don't miss a one. And don't forget to subscribe, share, save, and blah, blah, blah. Do all the things I beg you to do. Thank you. Bye-bye.